If it's new, then I hope it builds and it's tools that you use that we can continue to fight the fight that is outside in the world. So uh, the verse that was brought before you, James chapter 2, verse 26, it's um, probably a familiar verse, but coming from where I've come from, from the different faiths and backgrounds, it's been grossly misused, I would say on my part, but uh, maybe you guys can help me out. And maybe you haven't heard it used this way. Um, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Now, I've heard people say faith plus works. Anybody else has heard that? Faith plus works is dead. Or faith plus works is what justifies us. I've heard that several times. And I had to look and do my own study, which Brother Viltz always encourages us to know the Bible for yourself. Because when you are out in the world challenged, being challenged by the people in the world, they have their information. You can, I mean, have your resources. Call that brother or that sister that you know is strong. But know it for yourself because we're supposed to be in a position to defend our own faith. Find the scripture for me, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. My message today, as you find that, I want you to understand the message today is coming. It's called true faith. True faith. I've been of many different faiths, and I understand, and the Bible makes clear in Ephesians that there is one faith. The Bible is quite particular on the teaching of one as it pertains to several subjects. Jesus saying, I am the way. Now, I've heard T.D. Jake say, there are many ways to get to God. What? And he preaches to a multiple, like a, a background as 20,000 people or so in the several congregations he has. And that is an erroneous message that he's teaching that does not line up with the word of God. So it's like, what are you reading that we don't read? And you guys have a great benefit that I didn't come up with, that if you've been here for some time, You've been getting a truth that the world does not get. And I don't know if y'all understand that, but that's critical to me because I was in a place where had my life been ended, thinking I was in a great place of salvation, I was not. And you deal with people on a regular basis who think they have the faith that saves, and it's not true. Understand, what you have, you need to be in a position to share that faith. One Lord, one faith. One baptism, Sister Rashida and I was talking, and she said something that makes perfect sense to me, that we cannot exhaust the Bible. Like, you can go back and look at a scripture. In this verse is three phrases, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There are three different messages that you can preach on these three different topics in this one verse. You can't exhaust it. You have to go from verse to verse to find out the meaning of that one phrase that gives clarification on that phrase. But we're going to tackle the one faith, the true faith that most of you have. And if you don't have it, we'll tell you how you can get it today because that's that's the safety and security of being in Christ. Uh, James chapter 2. So what we're going to do is we're going to work backwards. Now, if you pull scripture, most times people take one verse and they try to make it mean or apply it to their lives in that one verse. But if you understand how scripture works, if you read two or three lines before, two or three lines after, scripture can tell you what it means. And then sometimes you have to go to different books of the Bible to tell you what it means. But in this case, the meaning that I'm going to draw out that I'm sure you'll end up seeing by the end of the message is that there's one faith that is the true faith that 
we stand on that we have to be in a position to teach others. We're in the minority, Church of Christ. And among the believers, there are people who believe they're in a position of salvation. Again, that you don't understand is critical because I have family members as you that have family members that aren't saved, but believe they are. We have to be ready to defend the faith. James chapter 2, verse 24. So we're going to work backwards to draw out the understanding of what verse 26 means. You see then that a man is justified by works and not faith only, right? We see it's faith only. We're going to have to see how to understand how the Bible applies this because in this one verse, you'll think that it's two things being separate, faith and works. You'll think or... Again, if y'all don't think that, that's because y'all are in a much better, stronger position than most people are. Because most people, I think, think it takes two things, faith plus works, to justify us. And that's not true, as the point will be drawn out as we continue to go. Uh, and this verse is talking about the faith that the majority of the people have. Their faith is that they're baptized as babies. That's the Catholic belief. There's water sprinkled on them as babies. And that's their salvation. Right? Y'all know enough to know that that's not right, correct? All right, and the uh, Baptist religion, which I've been a part of, they believe that upon hearing the gospel, which we know, they believe that they, have, they repent and then confess, and then they are saved. That is it. Their salvation is attained in the moment of repentance and confession. That's, does that fate sound like the one that we all have? It's not. And again, that, that critical point that's missing is the critical point of life and death. Because you are not saved in your confession. Your confession doesn't save you. Repentance doesn't save you. And loving your neighbor doesn't save you. Understand, it's only one thing that the point will be drawn out. I don't intend to take up much of our time drawing that point out because I think it'll, it'll easily be seen as we continue to go. Uh, the faith-only part is they stand in the position, repentance and confession, and they believe that at that point that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of promise is applied to their life. If any of you know the Baptist religion, sometime later, after maybe members' classes or some other things, that you're baptized later. But that baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. That inward change they're talking about is you're already saved. You're just showing the people that you've decided to sign up with Christ in your baptism. That is not true. Again, the salvation that we speak of, the Spirit of God is applied only one way, y'all. Again, the number one is the most critical thing we can understand. The Bible says there's one God and Father, one Spirit. That's all these things that the Bible draw out with one has to be consistent. We should not talk to someone who we know is of a different faith and not be ready to, to ask them to show that. The, there are scripture that say that you must prove the word. And the word proves itself. But if you could find it, then you don't have to do the proving. You just show them. But they have to prove that the things that they're saying is here, sinner's prayer. Anybody seen it in here before? Please show it to me. If there's a verse, put it on the screen, and we're going to read it together. But they mean sinner's prayer from the perspective of Paul, who is my favorite person who was converted. He was seeing Jesus. He was seeing Jesus on the road to Damascus. And Jesus, 
approach him. He never prayed. He wasn't in the position of knees bowed saying, Lord, help me, save me. Jesus gave information to Ananias to give to him. Ananias, a devout man who was saved, is the one who talked to Saul and converted him, told him what to do. He was not a sinner in a position praying to Christ because John chapter 9, verse 31 says, God does not hear sinners. You understand that? This is not me. You can turn and confirm that. God does not hear sinners. You are a sinner if you do not wear the spirit of God, which is only attained the one way that the Bible says. And again, it confirms itself over and over again. It's very clear as it draws the point out. Let's look at James chapter 2, verse 22. And again, my points will come quickly, but they'll come easily understood. I, I hope the application is made and understood. Do you see that faith was working together with, it, with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Now, there are not many times in the Bible that we can understand how perfection comes with us. We're at no point per perfect in anything that we do. But God sees us as perfect when? When, I, when we attain the spirit of God. We, it's, the Bible says that we become the righteousness of God through Christ. That is when we're seen as perfect. But we don't do anything but have obedience. The main thing that we draw out from what everybody else that I found is that we, we attach obedience to what we do. I understand how obedience works. So obedient faith is hearing and believing the gospel. And it consists of obedient repentance which is faith turning. Because in repentance, you turn away from your sin, but you have to do that in an obedient manner. All right, then obedient confession, with this, which is faith speaking. Your faith speaks out and says, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. I believe that you died for my sins, and I believe that I can attain salvation through that. And then baptism. Through obedience, we follow the command of God to be baptized for the remission of sins, and at that point, the promise is added. It's one baptism, which this is a whole nother message. I'm giving y'all some stuff that I'm supposed to do some time later. It's one baptism that you get, and two things happen. Your, the command to be baptized is what we follow, and then the promise of the Spirit is added by God. No one else does that. That is not something that man creates that happens to you standing in front of the altar. It's no other way that it comes about. But... When you're in a place where a massive amount of people believe that same thing, as Brother Brown said in the class, we're encouraged to believe what everybody else believes. But if we don't have a foundation to stand on, then that, that belief can crumble like everything else. The only thing that stands, and even when we won't be here, is the Word of God. The most precious thing he's given to us other than Christ, which is Christ in the Word, is the Bible. His Word straight given to us. True faith works this way, which is our message. Just as a football team, and y'all, we're going to use a sports analogy. That's, that's kind of what I know, y'all. If we won't use cooking, I, I don't cook well, so we can't use something that I don't know. Just as a football team consists of several people working together, but are still one team, faith just works. Your faith works as you are, your faith should be seen, 
Your faith is known by what you do. Understand that you don't add works to what your faith is. It, it, that's not how that's applied. But again, in the world when that's challenged, if you don't understand how they're like this as opposed to two different things, then it can throw you off. You can think that you can go off in the world and do some work to attain grace. And the Bible says, I think it's in Isaiah, that your works are as filthy rags. And it was talking to Israel, who we represent today. Our works are as filthy rags. So it means, Lord, what could we do? If we can't do anything to work to attain grace, how do we get it, right? But we understand that through obedience, what happens, but the world does not understand that. We're going to continue to be in the majority, the, the minority in those who are the majority if we don't say anything. We have to, I saw Jehovah's Witness in my neighborhood just recently. They go out with their faith, y'all. Like, how are we the true bodies, of, like believer, believers of the body, but we scared to say something? We ain't saying nothing. We holding the true faith that we believe is scripturally sound, but we are not saying anything. And I'm not like I'm, I'm not at work with y'all, so I don't know if y'all not saying anything. But we're not growing in majority like massive numbers, so that means that we ain't we're not getting through to people. And if you're like me, you're talking to people much more often than you have before. But your button is rams. You're basically a ram button heads, and you're not getting anywhere. But I'm not go I'm not go buckle on my faith. Uh, you go turn before I do because I know what I have is scripturally sound. And that's just, it's nothing you can do about it. You're going to break before I break because I have the unbreakable thing. But when you stand in that confidence, you could just always meekly, y'all, listen, I got to coach myself with this stuff because the word makes you bold. When you speak in real truth, you be like, man, God ain't say that. What you talking about? You get violent almost like, whoa, pull it back, bro, Steph. You can stand and get easy with it like, well, God didn't say that. Like, you see how the tone calms down? Well, God didn't say that. Well, in, in this verse, he says this. Well, you can find that here. When you get to where you can show people that, they deal with you on that level. Like, man, if you can't show me what God says in his word, then who should be stronger about what they're, what they're sharing? You know, that, and that's a real critical point. We have scriptures to support what we're doing, but are we coaching ourselves in knowing that so we can pull it out? Like, I'm trying to get it to where if y'all say a verse, I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell you where to find it. I ain't got it quite yet. I'm working on it, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to get it. So, again, as a football team, are several people just as the body of Christ, same parallel, body of Christ, uh, uh, millions of people, however many, as far as obeyed the gospel, are one body that Christ died for. A football team, as far as faith is concerned, is the same thing. Faith and works. They're not like this, they're intertwined. And again, the, the point will come much clearer soon. James chapter 2, verse 19. And this is interesting. Like, I'm moving, I'm moving faster than I want to move, y'all. I don't, we supposed to be here till 12 to make me feel like I actually taught y'all something. I'm going to keep y'all so I know I did something right. 2.19. All right. So, I, belief doesn't save you, and I, I said that earlier, but here's why. If I can't give you a scripture to support what I'm saying and why I believe what I'm saying, then I'm just pulling it out of some random thought and use your discernment and, and do away with it. 
because as you should have your own spirit and connection to Christ, you should test everything that I'm saying by the word, right? So don't ever let me or anybody else stand up here and not be able to confirm what's being said because if that be, if that be the case, tell on me. Brother Vils, he ain't saying stuff that the Bible say. He don't need to be up there no more, right? Because I'm charged to feed y'all correctly. If you are, if you're a dog, I can't feed you cow feed. I can't feed you something that you don't eat. So my thing is, if I'm giving you something, the flock of Christ that is not of Christ, the right feed, then I'm doing you an in injustice, an in-service, and Brother Bill should be shamed. Shaming himself for asking me to do this to y'all. That's his fault. But it's not going to happen, y'all. I'm, I'm telling you, when I, I look at this stuff all the time, I wish I had my notes. I tell y'all, I have a, notes in my jackets where I pick a subject and I go from verse to verse, Old Testament to New Testament to confirm what it said, and then it said this in this verse to give, to give confirmation, understanding. Y'all, it's ridiculous. If I showed y'all these papers, y'all be like, bro, Stephanie lost his mind. That ain't, that ain't just regular studying. Something wrong with him. But listen, it's to confirm because I'm coming from somewhere else. I'm tired of getting this thing wrong with my spiritual walk. But I can tell y'all, if nobody else among us is searching, y'all in the right place because I haven't found anything, y'all. And I, I told one of our brothers that's, that's seeking to, I've been trying to prove this wrong for the longest. I can't. Because it is biblically sound, unchallenged by anything else that I've been a part of. If it's somewhere else, Lord help us. But I, I, I believe that we're on the right track and I just want us to be confident in that position of being on the right track, so much so where you'll tell someone about it. Don't let nobody have conversations about Christ that you know is erroneous and you don't be like, say that again for me. Where you get that from? You make them talk about it. Where you, where you saw that? The Bible said that? Most times they don't even know if the Bible said that. It's some older guy who was sitting on the corner that said the Bible said that. And he don't know because he was on the corner when they was talking Bible stuff. How he know? Y'all know he don't know. But you know. Y'all know, and that's what I'm saying. Be in the position to be like, so it says that, let's talk, it. let's talk about it. That should be the next phrase that y'all get in your vocabulary. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about spiritual things. You should be willing to have the conversation. So, to the point of belief does not save you, listen why. And if it's on the screen, you believe that there's one God, you do well. Even demons believe and tremble. If you stand in the position of belief and think that you were saved based off your belief, repentance, and confession, the only difference between you and the demon is that you thought that in your mind your repentance and confession saved you. Demons believe too. You understand? The, the verse is saying that you do well. That means that's a start for you, but even the demons don't change their position in their belief. They don't do anything. They don't do anything with the belief but know that God exists and that they're damned for all eternity. So they know there's a God. So when somebody tell you, I believe in God and he loved me and I know he's going to save me, you can ask them based off of what? Based off of what? Based off of you just saying that people told you to just believe? Don't do it. Don't allow someone to do that in standing in your vicinity of saying, I believe and I know I'm saved just because my heart Look, I'm going to make this, don't steal my idea, I'm going to share it with y'all. I'm going to do some shirts that say there's a verse for that. 
and then put the word like trouble and then put the verse for it. There's a verse for it. If you think that you stand in a place of belief and belief saves you, then I'm going to give you the verse that shows you it's not just belief. It has to continue forward. There's other things that belief must do. If you believe certain things, then you act accordingly to that belief. So, if you believe that you stood in a congregation or in your living room and said the sinner's prayer and did not obey the other commands that follow true faith, then there are some, that's, that's the same position of the demons as I stated. Belief with no obedience, if you say the difference is repentance and confession, there's a, the critical part that you miss is the obedience. If you say that you believe, have repentance and confess, then I'll say, then what? So the, the reason that I say, and then what, is because you're on the right path. You haven't crossed the finish line. If you don't say, and then got baptized for the remission of, listen, when I say these phrases, I say them with all my heart, y'all, of understanding. Baptism for the remission of sins is the only phrase I found in the Bible that brings you to a Christian. The disciples, in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, when the disciples were first called Christians, the only way they became disciples was through baptism that you found in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It was only applied one way. But you know that that word Christian is misused all over the place. You know that everybody's, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm in Catholic church. I believe in Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm going to tell you that that's, that's not right. I understand, but you're just a believer. That doesn't make you a Christian. There's some other steps you have to follow to get there, right? Those critical parts that put these understandings together is where we should understand how critical it is for us to share that because they won't know, right? Verse 18, so this will bring it all together. And believe it or not, I'm, I'm getting to a close, y'all. Don't tell Brother Vilts I was up here for 10 minutes, y'all. Just leave that long. Y'all ain't got to tell everything. Don't. Y'all about to tell. Somebody calling him right now. Sister Vilts, put your phone up. <laughs> James chapter 2 verse 18 so bringing it all together but someone will say you have faith and I have works show me your faith without works without your works and I will show you my faith how by my works they're not separating faith and works it, and they're not, they're not saying that they're two separate things, that when you have faith, you go off and do something. It's saying that it's just your faith which works. It's just all-inclusive, y'all. When you say you have faith, I already know because I see you do the things that you're supposed to do for Christ. They're not separate and apart. They're not, oh, you working for God. That's just, no, you have faith. That's, that's how it's applied. You don't take the two because that, that makes people think that they have to do some extra work. Your faith is just faith, which works. Remember this phrase. It was, it was perfect phrase. Perfect phrase. It's the faith that saves is the faith that obeys. Y'all heard that before? I hope I found that. Nobody knew it. I just gave this to y'all. The faith that saves is the faith that obeys. It rhymes. You can use it. Tell it to your friends. And listen, it starts you on a path of showing them that you can have faith but it only saves you if you obey it. Your work is your faith. They're, 
you're not, con you're not con combining two things to make them one thing. They're just faith. That's it. So let's see if we could give some, some illustration. So Noah. Noah had faith in God. He built the ark, and he was saved. It didn't say that Noah had faith and then had to do something different. It said his, his faith caused him to build the ark. They, they're not separate. They're not pulled apart. Does that make sense? His faith is what built the ark. That's the work. That's what he did. And he was saved. That's the faith which works. Faith plus work isn't the correct thing uh, as it pertains to true faith. All right, if you have someone, um, if I tell you to have faith among the believers and to go do work in the world, it would seem that I'm telling you to do two different things. What should happen is the faith that you have among believers should be seen. You shouldn't have to go off and do anything different. When I just say have faith among the believers, you should just, I should just know that what you're doing tells me you have faith. You shouldn't have to tell me I'm working for Christ. You should just be able to tell me I have faith, Brother Steph. Okay, so you lining up with the other brothers working too because your faith is showing in your actions. All right, let's, let's give a more practical understanding. But understand, God is just not dealing with practicality. God is outside the scope of being practical. But to help us draw the understanding better. If I say I love you and I never show it, is that real love? No, it's just vain words. There are some people who show love and never say it. But you can see it because it's just what it is. You see it in their actions. But just a point of understanding, say you love people from time to time. People got to hear it. You know, because we need that just as people. To show love on a regular basis is a great thing. But understand, that's just a little side note, giving brothers some nuggets, give sisters some nuggets. Don't just be like, I cook for you, that mean I love you. Tell me sometime, sister. I, I like to hear your voice say I love you. Say it sometime. Because, but actions speak louder. Right? So we, this is how faith works. You don't need to say you have faith because what you do on a regular basis shows me what that faith is. I'm coming to a close, y'all. Brother Gadget, you can start making your way to the front. Because I have one more verse that I want to bring it, again, full circle, making us understand that the Bible speaks clearly about what we do in faith and how faith works. Philip, uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Get it in your Bible so you can see it too. Because we just don't know if they making this stuff up on the screen. Brother might put a wrong verse up there. See it in your own Bible. Make that a habit to use your own Bible. See it. Know it. If you have one of these, I wanted to make that a point. This is the Bible I was given when I was baptized here, and it's a King James reference Bible. This has been one of the most important things as far as my growth has been concerned because it has other places that I tell you all the time the Bible interprets itself. But I don't just figure that out. I allow the Bible to lead me with these references. Some Bibles don't have that, but I would say that the book that they give us when we first become Christian here is a great tool that we can use to continue to grow. So I'll, I'll tell uh, Sister Viltz and Brother Viltz that continue in that because that is a great thing. That's been a great key for me. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. 
Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs. And I use the new King James, it's King James Version, so you'll see that that's uh, slightly different. I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, there's that word again, one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. So when we're talking about conduct, this is talking about your faith. Because listen how it used the same word in the same phrase. Let your conduct, and then if you jump to the bottom, striving together for the faith. Your conduct should show me that we are striving for the same faith. Right? I know that you, you come here because you've had obedience. You didn't just come here by some accident. You had to understand what you were signing up for to be a part of the body. So because that is true, you have to know how to strive for the gospel. The way we live is our Christian conduct. And it's not a separate thing from our faith. It's true biblical faith rightly defined. So again, faith rightly defined is your work. When somebody say have faith, that means just work it out. Just work it out. That's all together. Don't separate them. But again, this should just be building on stuff that y'all already have because y'all been here. This is me being new telling y'all something I'm excited about learning. So some of this is for anybody that this is new to, just be like, yeah, Brother Steph, I ain't know none of that. Just be happy with me because I'm learning something that y'all have been building off of, and it's just it's a great thing, y'all. Look, as I come to a close, Know that if you are not a Christian, as defined by the body of Christ, that you have that opportunity to be obedient to the faith. There's no other way to wear the spirit of Christ. And you come by hearing the word, believing the word, repenting of your sins, and confessing. When you confess that Christ died for your sins, that means you, are, you can't do anything in yourself. And then the baptism, we baptize today. We'll have one of the brothers here who is of the same faith that you're signing up for baptize you today. Your salvation is applied today, not after members' classes, not after you learn the history of the church and where we come from because we started in brother such and such living room. We got to tell y'all all that before y'all join the body. That ain't what we do here. You'll be a part of the body today. As together we stand and we'll sing the invitation to him if there's anyone today who wants to be a part of the body of Christ, please come forward as together we stand, we stand and sing the invitational hymn.